0: I was disappointed when I read The Secrets of Uri Geller, or The Magic of Uri Geller, the Randy book. Right. You know, I was kind of sad that that was the case. But then I was happy because I, I realized, ah, it was, it was fake because those powers aren't real, but there are real powers, and these are wonderful and so on. So I still think that way in a sense.
1: Hello and welcome to Unconsciously Speaking. My name is Sensen Chen. And uh, thanks for listening. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to say thank you for all of you who shared this podcast and who's supported and gave me feedback on the first episode of the podcast. I'm just very, very grateful for all the love that's out there. So thank you. A little while ago, I sent out a survey asking all of you who you would like to see the most on this podcast. And one of the names that comes up the most is a man named Jared Kopf. Jared is a very good friend of mine. And two weeks ago, he just happened to be in China doing his tour of lecturing, performing in his workshops. We got a chance to talk right before he had to go to the airport. And I think you will find this podcast really interesting, whether you're a magician or not. Jared is truly an inspirational wizard. So please welcome Jared Kopf.: Hello, Jared. Hi, it. Thanks for doing this.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: How's your trip so far?
0: It was beautiful. Uh, I knew it would be again and it was. It, it delivered just like the last time. And I always love hanging with Joe. Joe Dang is the one of the best magicians I've ever met. He's probably one of the best who's ever lived in a, of any time. He's really that good. You know, yeah. So I, I like being in his presence. It makes me feel good about magic.
1: Not many people know about him.
0: No, but I mean, that's inevitable. It's, it's better that he starts out as a legend and then people realize that he's a human being. <laughs>
1: Yeah no no absolutely he yeah he's a great friend and having him around it 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 took me a while too like is this guy just one of the best in the world we're we're just hanging out yeah and we hang out all the time like wait this <laughs> this is Joe but he's one of the best in the world
0: yeah he gets it he gets what magic's for and what it's supposed to do for people
1: what what and what's that
0: I don't know it's to take them to the realm of no language. And maybe no ego it magic's like le petit more or esprit d'escalier or when you stub your toe, you disappear for a second, and the longer that you can stretch that out, I think that's kind of I really think that maybe that's what the Buddha does and what the um what entheogenic practices like meditation and so on are doing. They're extending the experience, if you can call it that, because it's kind of an anti-experience. Right. They're extending that feeling that a magic trick, a really great one, can do. But also a story can do, a painting can do, music can do. Magic's almost cheap in the sense that it, it can bring that feeling about, or, or a version of it, or a very small amount of time of it, even when the person doesn't realize that they're making that happen. Right. They get it for free. They think that they're getting the credit for the moment of astonishment, or the shock, or the surprise, but it's way, way deeper. And the person that's witnessing it, if they have the experience of the magician's attitude as being the person claiming credit, or I don't know how to quite put my finger on that part of it yet, but they can be confused to think that it's the person's doing. So they'll be kind of in awe of the person who bought Color Monty instead of the experience of the, the effect at the end, which even though in Color Monty it's a bunch of green dollar bills, foil colored on a card, it's absurd. Right. It still has the potential and obviously it does do that. I mean, it's a best seller, that trick. It's easy to sell because the person watching it has a visceral reaction. That's not the fault of the demonstrator.
1: Right, and that you know. holds true for fortune telling or any.
0: Yeah, I think if people are getting a lot of that phenomenon for free and they think it's them, and it is them. It is the person doing it. It's the whole pe- the whole picture. They're the person doing it, what they say, how they say it, what what the experience they help facilitate is. But I'm more interested in that pic in the big picture.
1: The, the big experience picture, itself. Yeah.
0: That's what's happening.
1: Do you think that's how you keep yourself out of that ego trap of like, guruism or Mm. Or being the, the tarot reader or... You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. I try to keep it out. I don't know how successful I am. I try to keep my ego in check and all that. And magic and practice, meditation, these things are good to keep that in check. I think... I want to get to the stage where I'm not really thinking about it anymore and then it really will be in check
1: and you're just doing
0: right but I don't think I'm there yet
1: so the other day you were talking about words as telepathy which is an idea inspired by Enrique Mm. can you talk about that
0: there are a lot of different people who've inspired that thought Enrique says it Terrence McKenna says it in so many words um but If you want to know what I'm thinking, we have a telepathic technology that lets you know what's on my mind, and it's language, right? And language can be an image, can be a pointing finger, it can be words, it can be spoken, it can be written, right? What language is evolves, but language at its base, I think, is just the moment there were two things, To cause a s- spatial relationship inside the space-time, two objects or two potential objects, or however you want to put it. Well, let's not get into quantum mechanics or anything, but just the moment there were, there was a juxtaposition. Right. Then there was a relationship, and there was a linguistic. A Once you start based,
1: having this and that.
0: Yeah. Now it's over. Now there's information, and there's a it, there's language. It's not. I'm being very loose with the term language, but it's metaphors all the way down. Anyway, I like that people don't pretend that they think there are these discrete packets of platonic knowledge. But it's metaphor all the way down.
1: But that's the power. The p- that's to that to me, from what I understand, is where you find real magic. It's within the metaphors. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean. Real magic is just a completely. You can't, you can't wrap your hand around it. You can't say what it is. It's like trying to define art or love. Right. Um, magic, the root of the word magic is mog. M A G H hyphen. Right? That's the linguistic, etymological root of magic. It's the same root of make. Right. Right. Magic just means to make or to make powerful.
1: To make powerful.
0: Yeah. And so, if something does that, then it's magic. <laughs> you know, a painting can do it, a poem can do it, and so can a building or a topography. Uh, you start seeing, if you have magical thinking, you have to be careful that you don't get too, uh, vacuous and wind up describing everything right but magic is everywhere and the the more you understand the process of magic and conjuring is a good way to get there because it's it's very blatant it's very obvious that that's what you're going for um then you just start seeing the magic in everything right you know um you start seeing you realize that advertising is either a successful spell or an, or not right or it's a good spell or an evil spell
1: and the word spell
0: yeah that that's uh alan moore points that out it's a spell because it's spelled grimoire <laughs> a book of spells is a grammar a book of language Alan Moore—that's another guy that everybody should read. So, all who, of his books are spells.
1: So, who are your key inspirations in this kind of realm of? Uh, would you say new discovery? The I would say the last five years uh, I don't you, know, when I, you started I, I, dabbling I've, into. I've, I, I
0: can stretch it back even farther than that. Now I realize when you know I've always had tarot cards around, but I was always skeptical of them. But I still had them around. I so, can't explain okay. that. Um, I just thought they were cool
1: and you thought they were what, what do you think well I wanted
0: Uri Geller to be real when I was younger I was like ooh maybe this guy is real I was disappointed when I read The Secrets of Uri Geller or The Magic of Uri Geller the Randy book right you know I was kind of sad that that was the case but then I was happy because I, I realized ah it was, it was fake because those powers aren't real But there are real powers, and these are wonderful, and so on. So I still think that way, in a sense. But um, more inspirations, I guess, would be, on the Conjuring side, Penn and Teller, and Johnny Thompson, and Bob White, and Vernon, and Charlie Miller. and, And then so many others. So many, so many, for different reasons. Like, I love Gary Plants; He's the best card guy and, and uh, Steve Freeman and Steve Forty and Norman Beck there's a whole lo- long list of them but um, in the realm of magic my attention has been on uh, John Wilson introduced me to the movies of Alejandro Jodorowsky we just yeah. watched he's like do you want to see a crazy movie and I, wa- and I, I we watched Holy Mountain and I said my God, you're not going to leave that movie the same person and so I, he lives a, he has lived a magical life. His films are magic. They're magic for him. they're magic for the for the people who watch them. They're magic for the people who act in them, who make the costumes. The whole thing is an act of magic. Uh, Enrique Enriquez is a he defies definition. Some people call him a tarot reader. Some people call him uh, uh, the man who speaks like birds. Uh, you know he's all sorts of different things. But I like the, I like that he's the in the Son of Man by Magritte. If you take the apple away, it's his face. I had a dream where that happened. Really? I was dreaming. I saw all these Magrittes, but they were three dimensional. They weren't paintings. And uh, I walked up to one and took the apple away, and it was Enrique. And then I woke up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that's
1: the image you have on your yeah. your notes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I put him in there as like an homage because I I admire him so much he's a wonderful person and a really brilliant artist he's a he's an artist but he doesn't have a studio or paintings or he doesn't have any relics right there's no you can't buy an Enrique work
1: but you can can go visit him
0: yeah yeah you can see him he's he's the guy that looks like he just stepped out of a dream who's sitting in the coffee shop and he did just step out of a dream. He just started appearing in people's dreams. It's gonna. It just sounds nuts talking about it. I know it does.
1: No, that's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Nutcases.
0: But it's it's really, it's real to me.
1: Yeah, I understand, <laughs> and it's it's the most logical uh, thing as well. Um, but ha- do you do you draw it? A different I, I know you don't actually you don't draw a differentiation between kind of things that people would find esoteric like the tarot or any kind of fortune-telling readings um, or healing mm. with conjuring mm. magic trick that's done by tricks. so where what what's the relationship between the both and what is what wh- four people are missing you think
0: just in both instances the honesty both instances they're they're being dishonest and that's why it's not going well or why Randy is upset or the skeptics don't like it and on the other end are the people who don't like the magic the conjuring part they're like oof that's not good both of them are about being the honest so both the mag- the conjuring magician and the healing magician or the fortune-telling magician both purport to have powers that they don't The powers that they do have are wonderful. And they could just say that they have those powers. And I know people are cynical about that when they hear it, and they say, yeah, but that's not what people expect. And I say, oh man, as Enrique puts it, the most dishonest people are the ones that come to get the question answered. The sitter. It's beautiful. Right? So I'm I'm not that swayed by by people who think that um I'm not saying go and get psychic surgery if you have cancer that's a terrible idea Right. Or you should go to see the doctor right but it will not hurt to do the poetical act the ritualistic act for the sake of the poetry and the ritual people are like well that doesn't mean anything to most people I'm like the fuck it doesn't yes it does you're you're just wrong about that right Right? the people who don't think that ritual and then don't those people don't climb mountains those people don't run marathons those people don't practice or achieve some uh, apparently unachievable goal right the the path to the top of the mountain is the point not the apex of the mountain
1: the path itself.
0: Yeah, that's what you're doing. That is a ritual. Someone who climbs the top of Everest, they know every they know almost everything about themselves. They know what they're capable of. They know if where when they're a coward. They know when they're brave. And yeah. they learned it climbing the mountain.
1: And you can do anything with that.
0: Sure. You can you that's what Hodorofsky does is he invents all of these bizarre psychomagical rituals for people. And I see why people Would dismiss him as a charlatan, or 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 making people think things that aren't true. So would you say I just don't think he does that?
1: Would you say the most important thing then comes from the intention of the performer? Yeah,
0: you have to have the right intention. You can't be cynical. I look at the like people, like uh, the psychics on television, or the ones who talk to the dead, and they're just pathetic. They're just so pathetic. I and I feel nothing. I, I say shame on them. I'm with every. I'm with the skeptics on that. Like ugh, gross. Wow. What it must how that person sleeps at night. One must wonder. But I've seen Q and As that make me cry, and right. there wasn't the the person wasn't purporting to be a psychic. And they weren't. And as you know, Penjollet likes to say that he doesn't send anyone out of the room, believing something that they that he knows to be false. Right? right, which is difficult to to accomplish as a as a magician. There aren't a lot of tricks where you can even pull it off because the theme of the trick is is stepping all over that desire.
1: So that honesty, I think, goes deeper than omitting information.
0: Yeah, I mean, I look at Vernon's material, and it's hard. Hard to find a trick where you didn't tell them how it worked.
1: Is that right? Yeah,
0: in his working repertoire. You look at three-card Monty, he talks about how he can toss the top card or the bottom one. You look at uh, Chinese rings, the linking rings. He talks about uh, some... that this one must have a hole. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, dude. When he does the cups and balls, he says, if there's a ball under that cup now, I must use four. Right? I mean... Now you, I think you can take it to even deeper than that. Right. Right. Um, but I I think that the key is you have, you should be sincere, and and have a lot of uh, hope and love and pity and empathy both. and yeah love, and then um, and then you just try to create an experience that is based in the truth even if it's an illusion even if it's a, has a lie in it there's a wonderful way to talk about what the illusion is and why it's happening or um, it's very difficult it's it, there's no rules right I don't, I don't know how to articulate it's not some a, it's of not a, it's I not a rule
1: on a certain kind of magic because neither that neither of those things exist
0: Alan Moore puts it this way magic exists in the realm of ideas uh-huh right it's an idea space yeah and the things that you do with magic are really happening in idea space they're not they're not pretending to happen in the material world they're really happening in the in the world of the idea like you make a ball vanish it vanished. In the, in, the, in the idea realm, right? And, the, and when you manipulate the, the realm of ideas and it affects the material world, that's a very special kind of magic. It's just real magic. It's exactly the magic that the ancients are talking about. Right. I think that everyone thinks that the magic the ancients were talking about doesn't exist because their lenses that they look back through to the past they are they make them see anachronisms they make them think that people thought the same way that we think now
1: was well, an example
0: mm. so well just to give you an example the idea that magic in the english language that term it doesn't appear until very late very recently it replaces jongler and uh, um like magician, they don't call him a magician, they call him a juggler, right? So in Discovery of Witchcraft, he says these junglers use quick nimbleness of the fingers known as ledger domain and uh, experiments in natural magic and mathematical principles and, and he lists all the tools of the juggler, right? it's only in the I can't remember exactly when 15th 16th century when the word magic starts becoming a word that's used in the English language right it comes from the Greek and then it comes via the uh, proto-Indo-European eventually wow right? but only being applied to magicians that's late and then if it, it's even later when it replaces witchcraft right so as just a common term for it. So what I'm getting at there is that magic before wasn't really associated with jugglers the way that we do now, that term. Mm -hmm. Magic is just kind of like proto-science. It's natural. They don't have these divisions between the natural and the supernatural because there's only the natural. Only in the Enlightenment years do they start really giving these divisions between supernatural and natural? Now, there are people, Aristotle, uh, so a few people flirting with this stuff, but it's not in the common usage, right? Right. By the time you get to the 15th, 16th centuries, now there's a division between the things unseen in, in, in the great beyond, and they're above the nature, and then nature because they start really understanding how nature works in the time of Galileo and Newton, right? And Copernicus, etc. cetera. So as we start getting an understanding of the natural world, all of these other phenomena that don't seem to fit in that scheme become part of the supernatural world in our discussions. But tell that, try to have that discussion with the person thousands of years ago they won't know what you're talking about
1: the word is that separation they, they don't, know don't know
0: what you're talking it's just par- all nature don't right. eat that mushroom don't go to the edge of the cliff don't pet that tiger eat that mushroom uh, make a tea from that bark but not that bark and if you want it to rain we have to do this dance and then it's just the stuff everyone knows as Daniel Dennett puts it right it's just the stuff everyone knows it's all part of nature only the collision of modernity that brings about this division that we have between supernatural and natural, and that all magicians and and everyday people, I suppose, are looking back at the ancient world with, with the lenses on that are... they're confused by their modernity. They think everyone thought that way, and they don't. Magical thinking is probably the first kind of human thinking giving a name to something
1: and perhaps for now like for the world we live in now the role of the magician is to blend those two worlds again would you say so?
0: I have no idea all I know is that I think the magician without being too uh, grandiose about it I think the magician is a beacon Paul Vigil calls it the lighthouse to culture you know it guides people home and the home and home is not material it's uh it's a it's a realm where there's no language no thoughts that's why i love coming to china and talking to joe about it because his magic just assumes all this yeah you know but it's as shocking to his audiences as it would be to the audiences in the United States, because they it's it's closer to home for them when he's talking about Taoism and Buddhism, and enlightenment and these sorts of things in in his you know version of reset or whatever it is, <laughs> right? Creepy. Which he is taking people to yeah. with, with his card trick. You know that's a lot to to deal with, and I understand people are like, no, I just want to do a nice trick and fool people and so on. I'm like, yeah, but you get that part for free. That's in the card trick itself. Yeah. Don't you want to do something?
1: And you bought that trick.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. There's room enough for everyone. I like all the different styles. But the one that interests me right now is just what, what magic's for. And I think it's to, to, as I say it sounds grandiose but when when Hodorowsky says to me art isn't art if it doesn't heal the soul I don't even believe in a soul but I know what that means you know what I mean or I or I you I, met I, I m- you met it, to to it no I haven't met him I'd love to meet him but I haven't I was in Paris and I was thinking of looking him up but then while I was there, I thought to myself, no, I'll meet him like I've met everyone else by chance. You know? I've never really put myself in the position to run into someone. And I, I, I said, oh, I'm not going to start that now. Right. You know? And I know, I I know what he, I know... It, Maybe not the person, but I know the, the the his essence, I guess, because he is immortal in the in his work.
1: Yeah, you're lo- re- you're really looking to forward towards uh, Psycho Magic, huh? The
0: movie. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be incredible, incredible. It's going to ruffle a lot of feathers, and it's. The more ruffled they get, the happier I'll be. I just think it's hilarious. I can't wait to hear the discussions that it prompts. I wonder how many people will see it. Like there's a movie about his attempt to make Dune that is a phenomenal documentary. Forget that it's about him. It's The documentarian has knocked it out of the park. The music, the editing is stunningly good documentary. And I don't know that many people who've seen that I don't know many people who know that Hodorovsky invented the cage and the mask maker for Marcel Marceau. So like he invented wrote the pantomime plays that destroyed pantomime. Destroyed mime. <laughs> right? Broke <laughs> mime. So that everybody now would just copy like even little children are doing Hodorovsky when they're doing the Trapped in the Invisible Cage, the Glass Cage. That was him. Yeah. Shit. Wow. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then he makes Dune and it fails and it becomes all of science fiction cinema. All of it. Watch the movie. Watch it. Watch what happens. You'll look at it and say, oh, all of the ideas from all of my favorite films from my childhood are all his. That's amazing. Yeah. They're not George Lucas, Spielberg, da-da-da. No. (laughs) <laughs> they're not there, so it's they're not there yeah that's so good <laughs> <laughs> at least that's the thesis and they make a very strong case for it in the movie Wow so
1: really. what's what's the next move before before we wrap it up what's the next move for you?
0: well I'll go back home I have to trim a bunch of tarot cards for Joe because some people here in China we're very interested and we ran out. I think
1: a lot of people are interested, so how, how can they get these it's cards? It's very difficult.
0: It takes me a very long time to make them. Okay. I make them by hand.
1: They can try so to write to you.
0: Yeah, they can try to write me. And, I, and if you write me, I'm almost always able to respond. Almost always. It may take me a month, but I, I keep a file of people that I intend to reply to. I just You just need to be patient with me, as if it was really a letter. I, we're living oh, in good. E- email land I can't you don't you don't keep speed. up with the two no. hour two no. hour response no I have it depends on the person if they're right. very important and they can make me a lot of money and I can feed my family I reply very quickly if it's somebody looking for an answer or, or for cards that I don't have right now they have to be patient with me because I have one track mind I'm, on, That's I'm good. only thinking about one thing at all times you know. That's the thing I have to step out of myself. That's the magic I need, is to be more in the present and not anticipate the future so much. I need to stop being the Pope and be justice.
1: Right. You're gonna start meditating?
0: Yeah, and I need to do more meditation and more... The other thing that I stopped doing were long, Kantian walks. Long walks, no headphones. It's also very good to do in where I'm from in Texas, very early in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning, when you're absolutely alone.
1: That's before you go to sleep,
0: yes. or right? Yes, a long walk, very long, in utter quiet. It's not the same as meditation. It's very similar. It's a kind of maybe a form of it, but you are getting lost in thought. You can't just zone out and disappear. It, while you're walking you'll get hit by a car you know right? you'll get hurt but it's a similar practice that I have neglected
1: that's amazing so I'm going to end this podcast with something rather spontaneous I just took a photo here in my room I'm going to be up uploading this image uh, online on the cover but what do you see?
0: Look. That's what it says. Look. Look. He's the only one who noticed. Everyone else can look, but they can't notice. But that's the, that's every that's Enrique Haderovsky. They they notice
1: we look look thank you very much jared thanks thank you so thank you very much for listening if you enjoy this podcast please spread the word and share it with all your friends and if you want to keep up with the future episodes you can follow me on instagram at ansonchen18 ensignchen 18 I'll be posting all the latest movements. Uh, I'll be uploading a lot of videos as well. So, see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.